Hello, everybody. I'm Sophie, and welcome to MILF Talk. Make your life fabulous, where we like to talk about anything from parenting and money issues to sex and dating. I'm a psychologist, life coach, mother of two, and an author now. And I have lovely people in the studio with me here today. Um, my guest today is totally milfy. She's super milfy. <laughs> super milfy. Yes. She is a marriage and family therapist and board certified art therapist. Um, her specialties include, but are not limited to, uh, alcohol and drug addiction, parenting, relationships, depression and anxiety, and even foster care and adoption issues. She's written several books and produced several DVDs on art therapy and has her own video podcast called Three Minute Art Therapy. She's a painter and a mother of two. And look out. She has a second degree black belt. What? Yeah. She's a oh badass. Boy, I'll try not to piss <laughs> Ladies her off. Ladies and gentlemen, Pamela Hayes. Woo! Yeah. All right. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Ow. Wow. Yeah. I know. How often do you get that kind of applause for being a therapist, right? Yeah. And not the, often. And in the peanut gallery, as usual, the yeah. handsome and charming Todd Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Hi, everybody. Get for looking good. <laughs> what martial art is your belt in? Uh, it's a mixed martial arts. Oh. So it's a combination so of... So you can kill us in many ways. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a combination of kickboxing, what a taekwondo, sweet death that would be. Uh, jiu-jitsu, judo. So do you, like, MMA fight? Yeah. You do? But you, I, don't, I don't compete. That you don't compete. Core. You no. just you just. But I could spar. put you in a headlock. And I, don't, pass, I don't... Make you pass out. Go no ahead. Need, do it right now. No, there's no, no okay. need to prove yourself. <laughs> Look at those guns. Yeah, those yeah, are serious yeah, guns. Serious I don't... Yeah. No, let's not... I know, right? But you're not, like... No, you're all, like, feminine and, and stuff. Still, you're not, like... Yeah, you wouldn't think of it. When no, no, it would be yeah. that would Girly. be a shocker. Yeah, because you know. You, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not crossing any lines today. There you go. That. Oh come on, <laughs> she's cool. So, I want to take chances. So, Sophie. Uh, so we, okay, before we get specific to art therapy, you okay. want to take chances with your life? No, like, no, no just, not with her no, and no. getting hurt. I don't know. I thought, I thought I was milfy enough for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> right? it could no be chances. interesting. I mean, that could be like a whole other thing. Oh, didn't it's we, that kind of thing. Didn't yeah. we talk about the minutia of... Yeah, we did. I think we did. I yeah. think you're right. That okay. Like a, I hadn't thought of it that way. A couple episodes ago. All right. I'll try yes. to piss her off. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> So before we get to pissing her off, I just have to say, you guys have probably heard in the news that uh, Melanie and Antonio have called it quits after 20 years. Melanie Griffith and Antonio Banderas. You heard this? They have. That's... I have not been keeping up No, with I, I so, you know. Thanks. You're welcome. Info. No, they, they've, their statement, I, the reason that I was, I was checking this out is because this is sort of the new trend in statements. You know, we've thoughtfully and consensually decided to finalize our... Uh, almost 20 years of marriage in a loving and friendly manner. It's like sort of another conscious uncoupling, uh-huh. you know? So and they're doing it without lawyers somehow? I doubt it. But, they have too um, much money involved. Yeah. There, there have lawyers. to be yeah. lawyers, right? Yeah. I mean, there have to be. So, And uh, Robin Thicke and uh, Paula Patton, shocking. They've, um, <laughs> they've. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I don't know them. That's Did, not really wait, fair of me to say that. Didn't he just like do a song like... I want you back or whatever to her. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Didn't, well, that, I think that happened like a couple weeks ago. Oh. I don't. I don't know. I just read well, so, about so, it. So, yeah, I don't that's, listen that's to a little Robin bit of Thicke old. That, that's older news, definitely. The uh, the their split, but uh, but again, it was the we'll always love each other and be best friends, and they've actually been together since he was fourteen years old. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! So, it's a little yeah, early. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, kudos to them for 
for you know being together this long and everything. But no, I didn't know about the song. But yeah, apparently he sang a song somewhere saying "I want you back." Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, but I haven't heard that An- that Antonio getting... Banderas has done that with Melanie Griffith. No, no, they had a good run. They were together for twenty years. They were, you know, they were. But I think it's interesting that you know everybody's. I mean, I guess everybody has always kind of tried to say that they're doing this amicably and you know probably trying to avoid the nasty press and such yeah. but um but i think it's you know kind of an interesting concept to maybe look at divorce differently and and you know you can i i know the term conscious uncoupling is pretty funny but <laughs> it's uh it's 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 ridiculous it's is ridiculous. what it is <laughs> But the idea being that we together are making this choice and it doesn't have to make us enemies, yeah. right? I've, I've found some couples who can remain friends and yeah. can still get together with their kids on holidays and Yeah, and sure. But yeah, so th- I've, I've run in, I've had yeah. people who have, you know, I've known people who went to have the amicable divorce, but as soon as lawyers got involved, then that's... When it stopped being amicable. Yeah, it usually happens around the the uh, the money issues. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the, yeah, it's not yeah, that easy. That's the that's the difficult part. And I guess for um, uh, well, like in this situation, their daughter is seventeen years old. You know, and it's like it's probably a little different. That you're not dealing with literally with dealing with as many years of child support and what does it mean? And you know, using the kids to I want them. You know, eighty percent of the time because I don't want to pay child support. Right. And, you know, people, they get used as pawns. Um. But um, I actually, I you know, we have Christmas morning together with our kids, uh, my ex and I. Um, we don't get together for weekly dinners or anything like right. that. But my kids don't worry about us being in the same room with each but other. That's and, nice because yeah. my parents still can't be together. They divorced when I was thirteen, and they couldn't be together for my brother's high school graduation. Oh, whoa. Whoa. They can't whoa. be in the same room and. It's it's unfortunate. No, that is unfortunate. Yeah, it is. That's, what, that's what actually my my next book is actually a divorce book because I think that's so. Um, that's really the tragedy of divorce. Divorce doesn't have to be a tragedy if you can you know be together at your, your family. There's going to be graduations and holidays and Absolutely. you know holidays that can only happen once. You know you don't get to do uh, trick or treating twice. You you don't get to do Fourth of July twice. You don't get you know these are true, all things true. that are going to have to be talked about and negotiated and figured out and you know the school plays and all those things like you you know stress your kid out because you got to end up at back to school night at the the same time and and Mm. you can't be in the same room my my kids have friends who whose parents just can't be in the same room and it's it's very sad it is sad and then also the extended family who are who were friendly or loved that you know sister-in-law or you know, yes. daughter-in-law yeah. or whatever. Like when my brother got divorced, I wanted to remain friends with my sister-in-law because we had a close relationship. And uh, did so it we, work out? Were you able for, to? Yeah, for for a couple of years. For a couple of did. years, <laughs> we, we decided to call each other sister outlaws. Oh, you like oh, that? That's good. <laughs> we were no longer sister-in-law. Yeah, I kind of like yeah. that. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> hmm. So you're gonna coin a new term right now. <laughs> that's right. That's awesome. That happens with friends so, too. That's yeah. right. They have to decide who to go with. Yeah, it's sort of, and I, I don't know. It's weird. It gets awkward with the the friends I had by marriage, you know. <laughs> and there's less of a reason to get together because suddenly you don't have that glue to. Yeah, to and you have out. to sort of uh, love the new person that they start dating. Yeah, and all exactly. That stuff. So yeah. yeah, that that I don't know how well that worked out um, in our in 
in our situation, in some cases, I'd have to think about it. But yeah, uh, I don't think uh, any of my friends really took me into account when they decided to get a divorce. <laughs> that was rude. I know. That's, I, just, that's wrong. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I did actually. I had a couple of friends who were like, wait a minute. I was counting on you to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, now I'm going through it too. Too bad. Let's yeah. all just cry together. So, Everybody's so divorce is, is a surprise to other people. Yes. Because they don't see, the, you know, what because the relationship is in, from the inside. Exactly. Yeah. You can never really know somebody else's relationship. Yeah. You can know them pretty well. You can know each of them individually. But you don't really know what goes on behind closed doors. You don't. You don't. And, uh, and you it can, can be it, shocking. It goes the other way, too. Like people who you can't believe they've stayed married this long. <laughs> That's right. How do they get together? The yeah. ones where it happens in front of the door and you know that it's bullshit <laughs> all day, every day, and you're like, wow, like how do you? How do they do because this? Because who knows? Again, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Maybe the makeup sex is really good, or maybe they, I, I don't know. Denial is powerful. Or just denial is. Yeah, yeah denial is powerful. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you really, really never know, and and your parent, you know, your parents, your your family, they think they know. They you know, they are always gonna have an opinion. What went wrong? Yeah. It's like, really, where do I start? Right, right. Like, do you? Do you well, want yeah, to- but that's the thing about divorce is everybody looks at it as a what went wrong. Like what kind, one it's thing failure. went wrong. It's a yeah. failure as yeah. opposed to just a change. See, right. I, We've I don't changed. Think it is. This has changed. I, I don't think I don't, it is either. Yeah, I think I think you know, relationships work till they don't work. Yeah, and doesn't mean that you have to live together until you die. Well, right? yeah, and growing up, I saw a lot of, like, friends whose parents were in, had a terrible relationship, but they weren't divorcing because of the kids. And that messed up their kids. Right. You right. know, as that much can... as splitting would have maybe more, yeah, given you, the you behavior know, one, that the kids were One never knows, because, boy, people can, they can... They can act pretty shitty after, even shittier after the split. So it's, it's, it's really, really... It's tricky. It's I'm so. Let's say before you get a divorce, <laughs> how do you? Let's come back. Marriage let's come hard. back around and marriage talk about how hard. marriage is hard. But um, you work with couples. You're, as an art therapist, some people I might do. be surprised that you work with couples and utilize art therapy. So give us a little like explanation of art therapy and why you love to do it and <laughs> and how this applies. Yeah. Well. A lot of people don't know what art therapy is. I um, do not. Yeah. So talk to go. him like he's Tell six me. years old. <laughs> Tell me. So okay. I've had people say, so you take clients to the museum? No. <laughs> yes. And I've had people assume that I only work with kids, which is obviously not true if mm-hmm. I work with couples. Um, so I am a marriage family therapist, so I'm going to deal with relationship issues and depression, anxiety, the same way any uh, psychotherapist would. Mm -hmm. But, you know, talking limits us because we're so good at talking. We've been talking since we were two years old and we're good at it and we know how to censor ourselves. I don't Uh, know how to shut up, but I might know how to censor myself. Sometimes we put our foot in our mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But more often than not, we can censor ourselves. And uh, we just don't have that censoring ability with drawing or painting or sculpting because it's not something we do on a daily basis. So I might say to to my client, why don't you draw how you're feeling right now? And just using shapes and colors and lines, just show me how you're feeling because sometimes we don't even know how we're feeling and we can't put it into words until we say, well, this 
triangle over here is kind of really distant from this square. And maybe I'm the triangle and maybe my husband's the square and, and we're just not connecting lately. And they might not know that Interesting. or have the, the words until they see it. So hmm. when, you, when you're sitting with a couple and you start to suggest that, do, do you ever get just completely blank white <laughs> Faces like what? I have to what? Because some people yeah. are scared to draw. Oh yeah, like I don't know how to draw. I can't I'm draw my feelings. Drawing, I mean, I yeah. can't. Everybody's scared to draw, right? Everybody. And, okay. And this is the weirdest thing that we all think we're supposed to be able to draw photorealistically, and we and we haven't been taught how to do it. Like I don't think I can sit down at a piano and play, you know, a, a sonata. Because right. I've never taken a piano lesson in my life. Right. But for some reason, we think we're supposed to be able to know how to do that with drawing. Right. You're right. Oh. It's sort of yeah. like, well, if I don't know how to draw like that, then I really shouldn't draw. Right. I have no business. Right, right. Where that might be true with the piano. No. <laughs> you might not want to torture everybody <laughs> That's true. on the piano. Yeah. With chopsticks for the 18,000th time. So, no. so I, I, have no, this, I have this sketchbook in front of me, okay. right? Yes. And it has a little diagram on it. It's nothing says, fancy. It's nope. just a sketchbook. Just a just sketchbook. Like spiral it bound. says, how to be an artist. Okay. Make some art. Does it look terrible? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. You're an artist. Make more art. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, there it is. So there you it, go. So um, basically people Because the say, answer to, the on in the diagram, the answer to both yes and no <laughs> is you're, you're an, an artist. artist. Make more art. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the uh, the resistance that I get from people. I yeah. constantly get resistance. I can't draw. I'm not very good at it. I can barely draw a stick person. Right. Um, I have a lot of techniques that I'll use to get past that resistance. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, I'll plug my podcast now. Okay, Because I have a video podcast that you can get on YouTube or iTunes called 3-Minute Art Therapy. And one of... The topics of one of the podcasts is, what do I do with the client who's resistant? How do I get them to make art, right? Mm -hmm. And so, sometimes I'll take drawing out of the equation. So, I'll have them hammer nails into wood, or I Mm. will give them some clay, or I'll have them build something three-dimensionally. So, there's not that fear of drawing. Right. Right. Um, And here's the the bottom line is that I don't take insurance. (laughs) All right. So people are coming to me and they pay privately and they say, why should I make this art? I'm like, well, why are you paying me? You're here because you have a problem. Uh Whatever you've done so far isn't working. Mm -hmm. You want to do something differently. So yeah, let's try a different approach. So we're going to draw or we're going to paint our feelings or we're going to work together and and build something. Are they paying? So the art. Because art seems to me like some is informed so much by the subconscious. If you get lost, absolutely. In it. So yeah. is that what you're looking for? Is those clues? Because uh, if you're saying draw your feelings, yeah. that sounds like what? What's the literal way to draw your feelings? You kind of have to let yourself go and just let your subconscious take over a little bit when you. It doing can that? be. I mean, it could be a very open ended, like draw your feeling, or it could be more specific, like draw your relationship, or mm. or draw. You know, somebody who's coming in with physical pain, I might say, draw what your pain looks like. Where is it in your body and what color is it? And and what happens is you're absolutely right. The uh, subconscious takes over. Mm -hmm. And and I can't read somebody's artwork. That's that's the other misnomer. You're not. not, I'm not interpreting You're not now going to interpret and analyze it. Yeah, it's not like tarot cards. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, one of the ways that that I've worked with clients is is to help them get into their body and and 
uh, find the truth of their feelings mm-hmm. through their body. Mm-hmm. And this is another access. Absolutely. Right? This is another way to get to the truth of your emotions because that right there is what's going to help you in your interpersonal relationships. Absolutely. Knowing what you're dealing with. Yeah. And knowing how you, what triggers you and how you react to it and all that. Because everybody thinks they know their feelings. They think they know what they're feeling. I'm just angry all the time. Well, it's interesting because anger is sort of the one emotion that is socially acceptable, let's say, for men. But they might actually be scared or they might actually be sad and they might be pissed off that they feel sad or scared. Mm -hmm. And so, and women, you know, tend to cry because we get sad when we feel ashamed or we feel scared or, or angry. We feel, or when we feel angry. <laughs> yeah. We often, yeah. men get sad, they get angry. Women get angry, they cry. You know, <laughs> it's, it's this, you know... Um, is that Sub- societal or is that... Well, um, I would imagine there is an equivalent in most societies. In most I would, cultures. In I, most I cultures, so. there is an equivalent. Mm-hmm. It might not be um, actually in... Um, I. Forgive me if I'm not explaining this correctly, but I know in the Japanese culture there is, I can't remember the name for it, but you're actually allowed to sort of have a tantrum. Like it's, a, it's almost a controlled tantrum. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. this is your time to go just be angry and freak out, mm-hmm. you know, but the rest of the time you're supposed to hold your shit together yeah. at all times. Yeah. Um, and so I, th- I do think that most cultures, whether, whether how we handle, uh, w- whether what we're taught or not applies to all cultures, Probably not, but I would imagine that most of them have kind of emotional rules and boundaries, right. you know? And so when you're in relationship, you're only dealing with those, the external emotion within the argument, the relationship, the, you know? And this is this path to finding the true emotion that's going on well, underneath. Hopefully. hopefully. Hopefully, in so, a sense, you know, another we'll door. At, yeah, we'll take yeah. a look at the problem and the, what do you want the goal to be and how do we get from one to the other. Well, you know, it's interesting what you said about the uh, Japanese having this tantrum. Yeah. Thing. Because anger and depression and anxiety, you know, most of our emotions, they're very physical. They're physical things, and we feel them in our body physically, oh, right? sure. And the art, being engaged in some art process, you're doing something physical. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're drawing, yeah, you're moving your hand around a little bit, it's physical. But, like I said, if I can give somebody... Uh, a piece of wood and have them start hammering nails into it or yeah. take clay and bash it on it's the table. It's kind of gestalt. Yeah, it's, it's kinda... <laughs> really great. Uh, I have people rip up paper. Mm. So sometimes I'll, I'll have them take a piece of paper and with a big Sharpie marker just write all kinds of curse words and everything that's making them mad. <laughs> and then they just rip it up and shred it up and that's getting that angry energy out. Right. But then, then I have them take those scraps of paper and create a collage out of it because you have to take your destructive feelings and rebuild from them. Ooh, I kind of got goosebumps about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, cool. it's fascinating. And people are like, but, but it says, you know, I could still see part of this curse word in, in my collage and I don't like that. And I'm like, well, that's life. Mm-hmm. You don't get to start with a clean slate every day. You get, you know, you have to start with the crap and build up from there. <laughs> right. right. And you have to take the crap and sometimes you see it and sometimes you don't, mm-hmm. and, you know, so. Um, or I would imagine you take the crap and kind of compartmentalize it here and there, right? Sometimes. Or maybe it's or, attached to something. Or some you get resentful or, about it. <laughs> or, yeah, then there's, there's that. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's interesting. So, so if you're, 
I mean, I would admit, obviously, if you're working with a couple, you one approach might work with one and one with the other. Do you sometimes see them separately to sort of have them go through that process, or do they ever do it as homework? Um, I don't usually give homework because no. most of my clients won't do it. Yeah. And then they feel guilty about not right. doing yeah. it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah no. I'm not and then all it. the art is about not having done right. the art. Right, now I'm inadequate because I haven't done the art. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I'm going to get detention for yeah. not turning oh, in my God. homework. That's yeah. just a spiral. Yeah, terrible. Downwards. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to I share with you uh, an interesting um, process that I'll do with cl- uh, couples. I have a picture here I'll share with you. Cool. Uh, it's something that I call um, ambidextrous art. Oh. Okay. And it was originally developed by Raymond Lane in the late 1990s. He was working with people with um, uh, severe brain damage to mm. one side of their brain. So he, so ambidextrous art or ambi art, I call it, you draw with both hands at the same time. Okay, mm. so you can see these pictures of like flowers or something where one side is pink and one side is blue, and so you have a marker in each hand and you draw together at oh, the same time. Okay. And what you're doing is you're having uh, you're connecting both sides of your brain, so you're balancing that out a little bit because um, sometimes people tend to be more left brain and some people tend to be more right brain, and somehow in relationships we always find the opposite person to be with. <laughs> Wound attraction. Which is, it's that, but it's also good because that yeah. person balances us out, yes. right? Yes. But it does make a problem for communication a lot of it the time, It really can, right? yeah. So what I'll do and is... And this is how you grow. Yes. <laughs> if you don't kill your spouse right. first. Yeah. No, we'll have none of that. Well, then you go to jail. None of that here on MILF Talk. It's a happy yeah. show, damn no, it. we don't kill okay. here. No killing. So what I do is I will demonstrate how to draw with both hands at the same time, and each couple will have their own piece of paper and a marker in each hand, and they'll copy me, right? So, oh, so okay. we'll do some brain balancing. Uh, I call it bilateral brain connection. Mm-hmm. And then what I do is then I will have... One of one of the couples uh, be the leader, so they draw, and their partner has to f- copy their drawing, mm, like mm. on the uh, like opposite. Thing, they'll they'll like finish each have the flower a piece kind of. They'll, no, they'll each have a, their oh, own okay. piece of paper. So okay. they're still drawing with both hands, but one person saying, "Okay, I'm going to make a circle," and, and then the partner says, "Okay, I have to copy your circle." Mm-hmm. And and so then we talk about what's it like when this one's when you're in control and when. Your partner's in control. Oh, do you like being a follower? Do you like being a leader? What's more comfortable for you? And then what I'll do is, again, I will be the leader. I'll draw something, and they have to follow me. But one of the partners is the right hand, and one is the left hand. So now they have to work together. They mm-hmm. have to be drawing on the same piece of paper together. And if they're both right-handed, then somebody's dominant and somebody's non-dominant, oh. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And somebody's probably pissed off about it. Yes, yes. because yours looks better than mine and right. I'm not comfortable <laughs> with it. And then that all creates this really interesting dynamic to talk about. You know, whatever's coming up for you while you're drawing is probably what's coming up for you in your relationship. Very much so. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see this on the dance floor with couples who oh, are learning yeah? how to dance yeah. because Same in this situation, generally, the man needs to lead. And um, in many of these cases, well, I would say 98% of them, um, women will say, I can't follow. I can't follow. I just can't. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's going to be interesting. So um, right. it's pretty fascinating. Right. Uh, the, the, I always say what's going on on the dance floor is a metaphor for the relationship in yeah. many ways because it challenges you in that way to be out of your comfort zone and 
all of those things. Absolutely. So it's it's absolutely the same thing what, with if, the drawing. If it's me, what goes on the on the dance floor is like really dorky <laughs> and spazzy. Well, that is kind of a metaphor for your relationship, yeah, I isn't guess it? So. <laughs> yeah, dorky and spazzy. Yeah, I guess you're Let's right. Let's get Hillary on the line, <laughs> shall we? And does she just stand and laugh at you then? <laughs> kind of. No, she's sweet about it. <laughs> Other people laugh. Other people on the side. Which again might yeah. be. Your relationship. <laughs> that could be it. She's just taking care of a spazzy dork. Well, I, I, I love these techniques. I feel like more people should utilize them in their, in their practice, you know, because I do think people need to physically get out of their, out of themselves, you know, and also I would think, and, and so correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm guessing because, um, I guess you could say mostly men, but I think everybody goes through this, um, when they know they're going to walk into an office and be asked about their feelings. Uh-oh. I mean, this is intimidating, you know? So, I mean, I guess, are, are sometimes people almost relieved or or um, kind of enthusiastic about the process because you're not telling them yeah. to speak about their feelings? There, there's absolutely you know? that layer. Absolutely, yeah. because uh, while they're drawing or sculpting or painting or whatever... They don't have to make eye contact with me, oh, right. <laughs> which is nice because they're busy. Right. Yeah, they're busy, and, uh, and everybody's comfortable. And sometimes they're they're much more willing to just talk openly and chit chat about things they wouldn't necessarily talk because they're not making eye contact. Oh, right? interesting. So they might chit chat while they're so. So there's that layer, but then there's also let's say I ask somebody to draw a tree which is a very typical art therapy mm-hmm. intervention. So I'll say, draw a tree. It can be any tree. And once they've drawn it, then I don't interpret it, but I ask a lot of questions. So I might ask questions. Because really, you say that's a, that's a shitty tree. Yeah, I say, you know, <laughs> that you doesn't suck. look anything like <laughs> You tree. need therapy. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, my seven-year-old can draw a better tree. <laughs> so we break and them down. And then they leave crying. That, yeah. that is what we would We break them down, yeah. shatter them, and then build them back up yeah. from the childhood up. <laughs> well, that just ensures that we have a job. Let's <laughs> try. Evil. evil. No. Okay. Now go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So, so they I draw have a, tree. a whole list of three questions that I okay. ask, and and if anybody goes to my uh, website, which is uh, HayesArtTherapy.com, H A Y E S. Yes, you can download a list of tree questions. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so there are things like. Is it a real tree? Is it a made-up tree? Where does this tree live? Uh, what does this tree need? What does it provide? Is it healthy? Is it sick? Um, are there other trees around it? If they are, are they the same species of tree or different types of tree? So what happens is hmm. person's answering questions about their drawing, about their tree, but they're really answering questions about themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's so much easier to say this tree is angry or this tree is lonely. Alone, yeah. This tree yeah. feels isolated yeah. and different or, or and this all tree, those things. Yeah, yeah. it's missing a branch and it doesn't feel like every other tree around it. And This tree is a terrible dancer. Yeah. <laughs> spazzy. <laughs> spazzy. Spazzy. This tree is very spazzy. <laughs> if it just didn't have those roots, totally Everybody laughs at this tree. 
<laughs> when it shakes its leaves. <laughs> do do but, you? <laughs> but it's absolutely you know my leaves are a little easier. chubby. <laughs> Don't, Damn does, it! Does this bark make me look fat? <laughs> <laughs> my leaves are saggy. <laughs> <laughs> that just comes with age. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> so do you ever ask people to draw each other? Um, we, and this seems risky, but I'm huh. just curious. Has that ever happened I yet? I don't have them to draw. Maybe tomorrow? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. When I go into work tomorrow, we'll see how that just goes. Just fuck with somebody. <laughs> I haven't done that because people get very intimidated by drawing people. Yeah. And again, they feel like it's supposed to be photorealistic. Uh-huh. But I might have them draw your family as animals. So we we remove it a little bit. And it's very telling if uh, one person in this relationship draws herself as a, I don't know, a rabbit. That's funny. I was going to say a bunny. Were you going to say a bunny? I was going to say a bunny. And then the other person in the partnership draws that woman as a tiger. Right. You know, and so obviously she sees herself very differently than, than the other partner sees yeah. Sounds like you yeah. could get into trouble if you, you picked could. the wrong animal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you draw me as a duck-billed platypus? What is that about? Yeah. What is that that gorilla about? has a really big ass. What should I take from that? I'm not okay with that. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I did an exercise in um, uh, in grad school. It was a, a Jungian exercise mm-hmm. where um, it, it was actually a dream interpretation, but it involved drawing. It, it involved drawing the snapshot of your dream. Are you familiar with this exercise? Well, Jung was one of the first people to have his clients draw. Oh, so art therapy. I love goes that guy. That far, he's my hero. Yeah. I love that guy. Between Jung and, and Anna <laughs> Freud, they were the first like real pioneers of the art therapy really? world. Really, I didn't know about Anna Freud. Yeah, she always had her, the kids she worked with draw. Oh. Fantastic. Aww. So um, anyway, no, sorry. Okay, little like history. Um, and it was a draw. You know, draw the. I always volunteered for shit like this in class. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Monica from Friends. Um, it, uh, it was like a quadrant. You would take the snapshot of your dream and then break it into a quadrant. Okay. And it was, um, it was like uh, mother, father, self, God, or something. The quadrants um, represented different things, and you didn't know where you were going to, you know, what you were drawing when you were drawing this. And boy, was it accurate. It was incredible. It was sort of like this part of the drawing represents your mother, this part represents your father, this part represents God in the situation, and, and you, you know, the, the fourth. And uh, it was a fascinating exercise. Really, yeah. I never... Um, it really gave me some insight yeah. to a certain certain that, nightmare that I always had, you know. You know, I've been so. doing this for 20 years, and I still watch my clients have those aha moments. Yeah. They do a drawing, and they're like, wow, that makes sense. Or I didn't know I felt that way, but now I see it in the drawing, and mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just, I'm still amazed. How Is that ever misleading, though? That like, like, like a feel, they think, Drawing is one feeling, and it's really something else. And they got confused. Does that ever happen? Um, I, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I don't really have a an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. It, it might, you know, because there is a certain level of interpretation happening, right? Yeah. I mean, they're interpreting their work. They're interpreting their own work because if I were to interpret somebody else's uh, work, I'd be putting my own experience, right. my own 
sure, likes and dislikes sure. and yeah. what kind of mood I'm in today. But right. uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't sleep well last night. I'm in bad mood, right? Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> but, obviously means you're overworked, overtired. No. Yeah. <laughs> I see projection. People, I see people do that. They want to interpret other people's artwork. Like, oh, that must be interesting. So, like, if, you yeah. know, if you've got a know-it-all in the relationship, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, your picture means that. Yeah. I had that happen with a mother-daughter. Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. God. It was terrible. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. And so, I'm having, I just, my like, I, I assume <laughs> it was the mother interpreting the daughter's art. Yes, art, yes. Not of course. So, <laughs> so this young girl, she's 14 years old. She's got all kinds of anxiety all over the place. She's pulling her hair out of her head. And, um... She and I were just doing a safe place drawing, just making her feel comfortable and safe. So she drew, it was like mountains and the ocean. It was a lovely picture, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, we talked about it, you know, what would it feel like to sit in this place? And uh, can you slow down your breathing and imagine yourself in this place? So we were doing a whole guided visualization uh-huh. around that. And then at the end of the session... Mom comes into my office. She'd been waiting in the waiting room. Mom comes in my office, you know, to make the schedule and pay me and all that. And she looks at her daughter's drawing. She goes, oh, do you know what that is a drawing of? And she proceeds to tell her daughter and me where that's located and who's been there and what it's about. And Wow. Yeah, and it had wow. nothing to do with that. And again... So- part of the process yeah. <laughs> you're like okay now I know what your problem is <laughs> exactly that is yeah. exactly what the problem was that the mom was completely controlling this child and, and not curious and not listening to yeah, her not yeah, listening exactly. not curious you know mm-hmm. and I think that's such a big uh, part of well any relationship not just a parent child relationship but is to have that curiosity about each other yeah you know and yeah. and to just sort of uh, paste on all of the layers according to you yeah. yeah. That's a little narcissism right there. There you go. <laughs> and you're like, the next session, you're like, okay, so you need a job and you need to move out. No. <laughs> and she's 14. Yeah. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. So, so uh, would you, in that situation, do you think you might have her mom come in with her at some point and do anything? Yeah. Um, so sometimes I'll have um, parent child work together or mm-hmm. whole families work together boy that'd be interesting to have them do the uh, right hand left hand kind of draw together kind of thing yeah mm. yeah um also sometimes i'll i'll purposely give uh couples or families a a challenge like i might mm. give them a piece of paper that's a little too big for the table like how oh. do they solve that problem because yeah. if you were to ask somebody to how to solve how they solve problems they don't know. They have no idea. No, they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, what's up, math problems? So, so I, want, I want to watch. I want to watch how they work together. So mm-hmm. um, oftentimes with couples or families, uh, one of the uh, directives I might give them is draw an island. You know, who's on the island? What would you bring to the island? All that. And so... Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. <laughs> you want to bring Pierce sorry, Brosnan to wait, an wait, island? We're talking about family therapy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it would be Bradley Cooper for me. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's. <laughs> so, okay. okay, yes. So, solving problems, family solving problems. Yeah. Yes. So, so sometimes we'll have couples or families who one person is like, okay, you're going to draw this and you're going to draw this and I'm going to draw that. And so you see the dynamics right. of who's the leader and who's the follower. Or other times you'll have families who all draw in their own little quadrant. Mm. So they don't interact mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> I wonder if you get that a lot 
a lot these days. Well, because, then I mean, you just also the way did. people live. You know, people really kind of oh, because of the technology and all that. Yeah, people kind of go to their okay. own quadrants in the house. You know, More everybody's with teenagers. Yeah, huh? if there's four family members, there's there's eight to ten rooms in the house. You know, I mean, it's really you <laughs> yeah, know you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting. It could be you know. But then you get the Amesh families where somebody draws something and like uh, you have somebody else drawing right on top of it and they're like, let me change that for you. And then it's really interesting to watch the dynamics. So a lot of art therapy isn't necessarily about that final product that you make. No, it sounds like it's not really at all. I mean, not... I shouldn't Sometimes say all, but I mean, is, it's so much of that is about the process. It's and, about the process. And Have you ever, um, uh, fa- uh, like a, a person's done such an amazing piece of art that you've uh, stolen it and put your name on it and sold it to like a museum or something? Absolutely. Oh, great. Sotheby's. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. 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 Make some stationery out of it, sell it on Etsy. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> making t-shirts. Yeah. I'm just hoping they don't find it. Cafe yeah. Press, Haze.com. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, oh, it's a nice, press. nice tote yeah. bag you've yeah. got there. <laughs> that looks Pamela. familiar. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, I, I actually have some clients are very good artists, and I find it actually harder to work with people who are artists. Oh, I bet. Because that, they take too much time? Uh, not necessarily that, but it's already their language. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not as raw and vulnerable. Um, so they might be the hammering the nails thing. They might be yeah. doing that around. And they might be censoring themselves in a certain way right. to make better to make art. it look good. Right, because yeah. they know what yellow means to them or what you know, right. they might ha- oh, yeah. have that yeah. understanding. Maybe they'd be better in dance therapy. Right. Right. <laughs> or or music therapy or something. Mm-hmm. But I do have one client who um she just wants to come in and make art. She wants to come and have a quiet hour to herself with me just sitting there and sometimes we talk and sometimes we don't interesting yeah and she just wants to make art because i think she is an artist Uh but she doesn't always give herself that time Mm -hmm. so she has to pay me to come into my studio and well that makes sense it's like sort of like going to the gym some people can't work out at home because they need that external like pressure the motivation to, yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's brilliant yeah. Todd that's a good that metaphor is. that's I a like really that. good metaphor oh, no I like that because it, it is it's like I'm doing this for myself but I don't give myself permission to do it for myself unless I'm in this other space right. with this other person yeah and that's every, interesting and every once in a while she'll bring up like oh I had this you know bad dream or I was mm-hmm. feeling anxious the other day or you know, whatever. She'll sometimes bring it up, and sometimes we spend 45 minutes in silence. Wow. wow. And sometimes that's just nice to be in the same room and be present with somebody else. And, and while she's... Yeah, so you're not, like, sitting there texting your friends and all that. No, while she's drawing, I'm drawing, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, yeah. so we're, you know, on... Uh, on the same page, yeah, not so literally, speak, but not drawing literally. on the yeah. same page, but, yeah. but we're, we're, you know, in the same... Shared, shared experience. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's very cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of different levels to it in a lot of different ways it can be used well i really i i'm i love i'm fascinated by how um by how you work with couples utilizing art therapy i think it's brilliant i love it yeah yeah (laughs) 
Makes me want to do it. Let's so. do it. <laughs> so we're gonna um, so we're gonna do something kind of fun and different. We're gonna do a little milf quiz. Okay. Yes. All right. Milf quiz. The milf. This is the first time ever. What do milf I? Quiz, what, what, right? do, what do I get if I pass? This is history. If I win, <laughs> no. There's do I get no, your? Do I get no your right voice on my home answering machine? Oh sure. <laughs> that was a little NPR reference. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Take a deep breath. It's gonna be really difficult. <laughs> maybe, I didn't maybe study she, for this. Maybe quiz. she should draw her answers. No, I should. Oh, I know. I wish this was like a video podcast, and then that would be useful for it, people. Otherwise, you'd have like to. A, otherwise, you'd have to listen to me describe all of the drawings. It's and like a play by play. It's like listening to sports on the radio. That's so. true. That's yeah. true. No problem. That's I know, right. which right. just made me think of Derek Fisher, who's going to coach the Knicks. That's so cool. I know. You're right. okay. so excited about that. I, am, I love Derek <laughs> she Fisher. She is excited. I do. He's just the bomb. He, he's More awesome. than Pierce Brosnan? Hmm. In a different kind of okay, love. Okay, this is a different question. <laughs> this is a different kind of love. Um, okay, first word that comes to mind when you hear MILF. Sexy. What <laughs> turns you on creatively? Uh, seeing other people's creative endeavors like going to a museum or a dance or uh, just being at someone's house and they have awesome paintings on the wall makes you want to run home makes me want to paint (laughs) thanks for the cocktails but I gotta go home yeah I gotta go paint yeah Yeah, that's kind of yeah Uh, what turns you off creatively Uh, when people tell me how I'm supposed to do things or how they're supposed to look Mm. or being on a deadline too Oh, really? Yeah, you have to get this drawing done by whatever. Oh. Interesting, because yeah, sometimes that can like inspire that. me. I'm the opposite, yeah. You need a deadline. If I don't have a deadline, I'll be like, I don't need to do that. I'm never going to get that done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do that. Oh, God, God, I probably need a deadline sometimes. Yeah. I force myself, like, I give myself deadlines, and that works for a while, but yeah. then eventually, like, eh, I'm giving myself these stupid deadlines. I don't need to do this. <laughs> What's going to happen if it doesn't happen? You can't happen? really trick yourself after no, a while. No, after a while, yeah. it doesn't I know. Work. I have to put in, like, like, um, uh, consequences, you know, some sort of co- like you have consequence. To pay yourself. That, yeah, you know, it's like anyway. Uh, no, this isn't about me. This is about you. Right. Um, what do you wear when no one is looking? <laughs> what do you wear when nobody's looking? <laughs> My God! Like when I go to bed? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. Um, probably uh, uh, t-shirt and boxer shorts. Oh, okay. nice! There it is. Yeah. <laughs> It's fair. What yeah. sound or noise do you love? Well, I can tell you what I hate. That's next. <laughs> All right. Just, let's go with love. Uh, we start positive What's and then up? we go you negative. Know what? I love Spiral. the sound of my children genuinely laughing. The oh, my like, God. Like, yes. I know. That's yeah. like, what, yeah. like when they're having a genuine, like, deep from guttural the laugh. Yeah. laugh. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just yeah. like, that is the best sound. Or when, when the whole family's sitting at the table and, like, everybody's just... Busting up. Laughing. That's the best. Uh, Just being idiots. I agree. I agree. (laughs) I would have to completely agree with that. And every once in a while, my daughter will have that kind of guttural laugh, and it'll sound just like it did when she was a baby. You know, because every once in a while, (laughs) when they're babies, they'll give like this big, giant, like, that's so funny. Yeah. So cute. Um, What is your, oh, what sound or noise do you hate? Bagpipes. Oh bagpipes? my god, I hate the sound of bagpipes. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry oh. to any pretty of rough. the Scottish people out there, but I love it, the bagpipes. It turns my stomach. They're a hit or miss kind of instrument. Are, are you are you I, Scottish? Partially. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do like Celtic music quite a bit. But bagpipes have to be played perfectly or they sound like yeah. awful. Or maybe, maybe you just you haven't heard angelic 
bagpipes. I you don't just don't know. don't. Maybe you've only heard bad bagpipes. But maybe no, it's they, like an acquired can, taste, like gefilte fish. You know, something like that. <laughs> it's like an acquired. I, probably, taste I can only listen to them for like a minute or two. Yeah. You know, then I'm like, okay, that's enough. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? My favorite curse. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> that's the best one. Does ah yeah. always come before yeah. it? Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, no, there's a lot of different. Okay, because you just yeah, said, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, uh, that I was thought maybe it was part, part of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number one celebrity on your hump island? Oh, well, I already said Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Bradley right. Cooper. That's He's right. playing a raccoon this summer in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, right. I probably nice won't pl- be seeing Nice that. plug nice. for Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. <laughs> He's just got those eyes. Yeah. Very yeah, sexy. Yeah. Very pretty. He's pretty, pretty fella. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Uh, probably be an orderly at a hospital. Oh, yeah. No. Good answer. Yeah. Um, Seems yeah. not nice. No. Doesn't seem we don't good. even have to go into detail on yeah. that. Let's just move on <laughs> Let's to the next leave question. leave that alone. Seems gross. Possible. Yeah. What is your favorite song to sing in the shower? don't really sing in the shower. Oh, no, that's not true. I was singing Everybody in the shower Everybody sings in the shower. <laughs> oh, my God. So, all right. So, here's the deal. Uh, when I work out and I come home and I usually have some almond milk after I come home. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. This is I'm going to add a question. To the answer. What do you drink after a workout? <laughs> okay. And preferably chocolate, but I didn't have chocolate today. Oh, that stuff's good. And so, I get the almond breeze. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get and that. every time I look at almond breeze, I think of that 70s song. Uh, Summer Breeze. Oh, oh yeah, 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 by yeah. Seals and Croft. Yes. <laughs> and so, oftentimes in the shower, that song is going through my head because I just had my almond, almond breeze. breeze. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she sings sense. the song Almond Breeze. <laughs> almond Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't run, it roll off the tongue the same way. Yeah. All right. Glad to know that about you. <laughs> um, and you just want to picture me in the shower. I. That's it. Yeah, singing. I know. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. I don't yeah, know. Well, yeah. who well, wouldn't? Well, yeah. we're talking MILF here. So yes. Yeah. Uh, fa- well, okay. So I'm um, favorite song to sing for karaoke after two drinks. I've never sang karaoke. Oh, <gasps> oh no. I Young lady. We have something to do. <laughs> we have a date. We're going to do karaoke. Yes. But, right. but my husband used to go out with friends and sing karaoke, and he would choose the most difficult song. Uh, it's the end of the world. As we, As we know, know yeah. It. I feel fine. Yeah, that's because like really it fast has talking. like really fast talking. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he only sang the chorus. <laughs> yeah, just kind of garbled blah, 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 the rest blah, 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 of it. Yeah, I get you. Don't sing more than five notes. Then I did. You see how I cut myself off? Yeah, yeah. Done. Okay, and then the classic: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh man. Um. That I contributed while I was on the earth. And nice. I did something. Yeah. yeah. I think you are. I hope so. We're just going to get that. I mean, I I'm not God, so. but I'm going to just say, you are. You I'm are. Totally. It seems like you are. <laughs> All right. Well, thank, thank If God our... doesn't say that to you, then he's being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes that might happen. <laughs> just to mess with you. I mean, he's got to have a sense of humor. Yeah, well, right? he's a twisted. Yeah, there you go. Twisted. All right. Fella. So, um... That's our that's our show for today. We're going to do another one. Uh, thank you, Pamela, for being here, You're and so thank you, welcome. Todd. Thank you. Just for everything. Oh, thanks. Yes, uh, thanks. I really contributed um, a lot, be and sure. God will tell me I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're going to do okay at the pearly gates. Um, if you want to check out uh, Pamela's art therapy website go to Hayes Art Therapy you can kind of search everything under that YouTube iTunes look for the three minute art therapy 
um, video podcast, and that's three, the number three. And also, there's a YouTube. Um, there's a YouTube. No. Is it a YouTube show called it's The a, Science of Happiness? Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, she was interviewed for that for one of those episodes as well. One of the episodes. Right? Very can cool. art make us happier? Oh, um, yeah, I, I think was, it can. I yes. was the art therapist that they turned to you to the answer expert. that question. The so expert. So cool. Yes. I know an expert. <laughs> can you, uh, you can find me on Facebook as Sophie Venable, and you can follow my occasional tweets and find out what's coming up on MILF Talk on Twitter at MILF Talk. And if you need a good gift for someone, a bottle of wine in my book is a good one. You can find <laughs> MILF 101 on Amazon.com. And the wine, you're on your own. Thanks for listening today. Bye. 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 Bye.